Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crush Podcast. This is the money episode. Of course, I am your host, Ryan Argas, and I'm with Billy Billy Bing Bong, Eric Samizarea. I don't know. I'm just making up literally nicknames on the spot every time. That's what we got today. So, doesn't matter. Listen, this podcast, we're going to be talking about money, how we wrote money, why we wrote money, what it's about, all these different things about it. So, sit back, relax, get some popcorn, get some drinks, and listen to us talk for about a half hour. All right? Here we go. Here's money. actually a lot different than the last songs that we have because this song didn't actually take two years to write. No. This song was actually super easy to write. We wrote this Immediately right after our headliner at the Chop Shop, which sold out, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, so, we do. no we Because do. of all these lovely people that uh, watch and listen to our stuff. But we recorded right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, you came up with the beat. You sent it to me. What were you thinking? Why this beat? What was happening here? Oh, geez. Um... Uh, at the, at the time I was super inspired by the new Foster the People or the newer Foster the People record. Um, I can't remember what Sacred Hearts Club. Yes. Um, and I was jamming that all the time. Um, and I've always kind of been super inspired by that kind of music. Uh, like Young the Giants, one of my all time favorite bands. Um, so all, all that kind of stuff has always been some of my favorite music ever. So, like, I have always wanted to write a song like this, the kind of indie, uh, you know, a little bit hip-hop inspired. Like, there's definitely some Anderson Pack vibes that I wanted to bring in as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, that's what I was thinking when yeah. I first went into it. And I, it was another one of those songs where I think I sent it to you and I was just like... I mean, here goes nothing. Like, let's <laughs> let's see what uh, let's see what Ryan's got up his sleeve on this. Honestly, we were on the same page right out of the gates. Yeah. Which usually a lot of our songs, you come with something super crazy that on your side of the spectrum, and then I'm like, how can I make it on my side of the spectrum? And then we meet in the middle. Yeah. Just like yeah, we yeah. talked about in Addicted, where you were like, I got nine inch nails vibes, and I was like, I'm gonna try BGs and Justin Timberlake right. real quick. And you totally <laughs> like you we just like <laughs> just dragged like it to the center point. Where in this song, it was very much like, I'm going to do uh the same thing you want yeah. to do is this like foster yeah. the people we, vibe. We got we got um, the memo yeah. right away. Um, so yeah, immediately I felt that and I felt that we could do something really cool with that. It. It's right in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, uh, that's why I think it was so easy to write this song because yeah. it just kind of just let it let's just be totally. what it is, you know, for sure. And this is actually one of the first, you know, one of the few times rather where it actually worked out in our favor that I actually went over to your house and started writing out this song with you. Yeah. You already had a version of it that you sent to me. Yeah. And I had this, uh, had some lyrics and melodies. Yeah. I think and we, we, we had that. bounced back. We a bounced back times. a couple ideas. And so it came up with this version.
and she forgot her wallet, put keys in her pocket. Take me to Nolens, my time ain't stopping. I'm treading water, the sink to the bottom. Tell my daughters I worry about them Cause I can't take the pain, pain rains on me I just need some space, please take me away We can rob the bank, they can keep the change Cause babe, it ain't about the money your house and then we started really chiseling it out and seeing what we can do with it yeah and this is also different because we realized we didn't want to spend four o'clock in the morning sessions with dino yeah uh super late in the night yeah. anymore we we just came off of you know doing up all night and though you know we were so happy of where it came from we had we were just like so frustrated with ourselves and how hard it was to write that song, you know, like how many different versions we went through. So we were like, okay, this time we're going to be like cut and dry. We know exactly what we want right from the get go. We're going to fill this out as much as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we did sort of the extra legwork like on our own yeah. by meeting. Because a lot of the times out. prior to money, we had this idea in mind that let's just write half songs. Let's write verses pre-chorus, chorus, and call it a day, and then go in the studio and do that. And yeah. Build out a billion of them. Yeah, yeah. But then we were like, okay, this is taking 10 years to do. Yeah. Let's really get this going, go to Dino with it, and see what happens. Yeah. And so we came out with basically the version it is now, <laughs> like, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sort of a, a weaker sounding version, but yeah, I mean, every everything was generally there. studio and we have this version and I was like I went to the studio one day because I was like oh let me see um if Dino likes any of these songs mm -hmm. okay and he goes and he listens to like 30 demos of ours and he goes he stops at money and he puts his thumbs up and he's just like rocking with his thumbs up yeah. and he's like dude I get Imagine Dragons vibes here which is kind of strange yeah, yeah. and then he's like ah, dude I love this song this will be super fun to work with it probably won't be very radio-ish it'll be very um, like experimental yeah. but I love this I'm super excited yeah, yeah. about this let's go with it and I was like I'm like writing down all these <laughs> uh, all these notes that he's talking about yeah. I was like so I can send it to you guys so we can pick which ideas we like yeah. and at the time all the guys heard the ideas the th like the 30 demos and they were like alright these are the demos that I like and I don't think money was very top priority from them yeah so we go, all right, but let's just record it because Dino's super stoked yeah. about it. And if Dino likes it, then we all like yeah. it. So let's let's make this happen. 
So we get back in the studio with Dino and we start writing this version out. And he first goes, let's start making like, let's do like a bass heavy verse. Yeah. Because it would be really cool um, to keep this funkiness that we've been doing with Strawberry and with Addicted and stuff like that. Yeah. So he starts writing this like bass, bassier yeah. verse, um, which sounds like this. And she got her wallet, put keys in the pocket. Take me to Nolens, my time ain't stopping. I'm treading water, listening to the bottom. And tell my daughters I worry about them. Cause I can't take their pain, pain rains on me. I just need some space, please take me away. We can rob the bank, they can keep the change. Cause babe, right. it ain't about And then when we go and show the guys, mm-hmm. how did that go? Uh, not well. Like we had a couple, we had some weird like first showings to the, to the guys. I mean like, cause we, we had been in the studio like all night working on this and, and we were like, this is sounding sick. I can't wait to show it. And then we showed it and they were like, I don't know. It's like too hip hoppy. Is know? that what they said? I don't even know what I, they said. I don't remember. I, remember they I, hated I, feel, it. I remember the, yeah, the, the reactions were, were a little bit scary yeah. and it freaked us out cause we were like. Oh, I thought this was like really cool. Yeah, we were we uh, we were like so sold on yeah. the song. We were like in the studio dancing to it. Yeah. We're like, this is the best fucking song we've ever wrote. And it yes. was, and it was the, also really interesting because we went intentionally really organic with the sounds, like yeah. like real drums and just like like really, real sounding real, bass. Yeah. Actually, no, that was a real. It bass. It was a real bass. Yeah. We recorded we did, with a real bass. We did everything, yeah, everything in the song was real, and that was like. One of the weirdest criticisms when when we when we took it to the guys, yeah. their first reaction was like, I, I don't know why it's so organic. And we we're like, ah crap. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't want it to sound like yeah, Chimera. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, we just thought that yeah. we could make it a little bit more Yeah. Uh just more bandy, I but guess. I think, but I think at the time, like, I mean, I totally get it too, because it was totally shocking. Cause we had just like our last songs that we just finished were up all night in strawberry, and they're yeah. these kind of weird super produced out songs so to then come in at the next song that's like sort of organic and honestly like pretty straightforward as a song yeah like it it's i don't i don't know like like to me i don't i don't think there's anything weird about money yeah. money is just like a straightforward alternative rock song yeah 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 um so i i think it kind of freaked everybody out for a second but then like you know Eventually, like, we came around and we realized, like, what we had, and we were like, oh, yeah, this actually is really sick. Yeah. Or I guess, what, what do you think the turning point was? Uh, when we released it. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, because, no I, really? I, because I remember we even, then we got, we went with money, then we decided to start writing Life, which we'll talk about Life yeah, in another yeah. podcast, but we start bringing in Life, and we have those two songs, and yeah. we're like, what do you guys think of this? And they're still like, Life's really cool, I really like Life, like, in Money, yeah. just not cool, man, it's just not, I just yeah. don't like Money, and, and it just, there wasn't even a reason, it was just like, I just don't like it, man. and so, and I mean, I was like, okay, um, well, we're kind of spending a lot of money and we're, I mean, I think it's dope. So we're going to have to release this anyway. Yeah. So, uh, and then it wasn't, until, I mean, that's kind of a bleak way to put it, yeah. but I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, our time, our manager at the time yeah. was like, no, this song is really cool. Yeah. I, I can see a lot of licensing opportunities mm-hmm. for it. And you know what? I really want to release up on night 
next. That yeah. Up All Night was supposed to be the third single after uh, Addicted and Strawberry. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But our manager at the time didn't think that Up All Night would do well with our fans because it was so poppy. Yeah. And it was it was almost boy band poppy that he was nervous that people would not like it. So he's like, let's do money next mm-hmm. so that people can still know that we're this this kind of band that we are. Um, maybe I'll get some like licensing opportunities from there and then up all night will um, like we'll have a budget to uh, put up all night on radio or something like yeah. that. Well, what's funny about that is up all night ends up getting the licensing yeah, that's before true. before uh, before money before it's even released yeah. uh, on Teen Mom. But anyways, um, money. We're like, okay, well, look, money's cool. We keep convincing the guys, dude. Money's cool. Money's cool. Finally, the rest of the guys kind of turn around. They're like, yeah. all right, well, we'll put on the EP, whatever. You know, but I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, to me, I, th- I felt like we came around once we learned it. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Once we started actually like playing it, then we were like, all right, this is. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely it's definitely a fun song to play live. Yeah. So, all right. We get in the studio, we get back, and we're like, all right, it's kind of missing this. We need something different. We need a new beat. Um, it can't get this bass. Bass needs to be out. We need to do yeah. more non-organic instrumentation. Yeah. So we you start coming up with this like cowbell thing that was super cool for the beat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean like I don't know. This this was the this was the first song, at least in in sort of my producing of of these songs where I I really tried to work in loops. Yeah. So, like, I always thought that loops were like frowned upon. Like, people don't use loops. <laughs> but then, like, after watching Dino do his his magic in the studio, then I was like, oh. Loops are cool. We can use yeah, yeah. loops. So this is sort of like, from the get-go, this was like the first song where I like intentionally sought out and tried to do it with mostly loops. Yeah. So like I, I found like some weird cowbell stuff and and just kind of like manipulated it. But yeah. like, you know, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, and with Dino, we would spend hours and hours and hours. I'm telling you, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. On trying to get the right sounds for each song that we did. That's why we would be up at four o'clock in the morning still trying yeah. to write a beat. Like, especially totally. that beat, that took us forever oh, to yeah. get the right sounds for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we go with that, we get back with the guys, we show it to them. And even though they're not 100% convinced, yeah. there, was, there was like, all right, well, I like that yeah. better than and, and the now, bass verse. And plus, now that they're, now that they're you know, hearing feedback from our manager at the yeah. time and from outside sources other than us, that's like, no, this song is really sick. Yeah. Then they were like, okay, well, I'll trust. I'll trust the process. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and at the same time, like, I, you know, I never want to make it sound like anyone's evil or anything like no, that. No, it's just, yeah, it's just it wasn't taste, yeah. whatever. And then no, it just I mean, worked, honestly, it just at the time, it just didn't, it didn't. We, fit writing them. this EP was, was terrifying for us. And I think that's the thing that, like, is really, like, that needs to be emphasized the most because we, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Like we were, we're very much in, in uncharted waters trying to do this EP. We, you know, like we were doing like warp tour kind of pop punk hardcore stuff yeah. before. And that was like our wheelhouse. And now we're like doing this stuff that we've always really wanted to do, yeah. but we've never done before. Yeah. And we're trying to do it the, the quote unquote right way. Yeah. Like we, we were terrified. 
yeah. you know? And I totally, I get it. And it, fr- it was like super frustrating right. at the time, of course. Right. But like, I mean, yeah. I, I, That's why I, I feel like it. this EP is our first EP. Totally. This is why this yeah. is the debut EP yeah. because it's, because we changed so much in it. And now it's like, all right, now this is going to be really cool. See where this goes in next thing. Yeah. Um, so we go with it. Uh, we end up releasing this, this song. It ends up being really cool because it's super cool. Live, a lot of fun. Yeah. Live. It becomes like this kind of rock yeah. song live, um, which I'm super stoked about. Um, but there, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just with the, the different incarnations that we went through in the studio too. Oh, yeah. And I remember the... The second verse Which was really interesting yeah. Yeah. Um, We were playing around with it We knew something interesting Had to happen We ended up finding these Like sampled uh, Saxophone yeah. And horns And stuff like that Yeah And then we chopped it up To make it our own Yeah He just like Sort of accidentally Just Like we were Again Like going back To the whole loop thing We were yeah. scrolling through Different Different loops And uh, Like he just Sort of half jokingly Stumbled upon This crazy Sax horn loop, yeah, and we were like, "Whoa, this is super sick!" Totally would never work. Though. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was like, "No, wait a second, wait a second. If I chop it here, yeah. I chop it there. I can make this happen." And yeah. manipulate it here. We're like, yeah. "Whoa!" And he, just even dro- like he just dropped it in like real subtle, yeah, in a in a couple spots, and it's like it's it like to me my favorite part of the yeah. whole song is yeah. this. cool about that second verse is that how that pre-course was an accident yeah he uh, Dino was thinking that all he was going to do was copy and paste my demo vocals over the second verse and then it would hit the chorus thinking yeah. that it was just as long as the first yeah. verse but the second verse is longer because it has a pre-chorus right. so it drops in there and the chorus was playing without the synth that we had at the time all we had with it was just bass and drums yeah so he plays it over and we're all looking at each other in the studio like Damn, dude, this is yeah. super sick. We were we were literally like all about to be like, oh, that's not right. That should be there. And then we we're like, oh, no, no, this is this is fake. <laughs> it's yeah. this is the I mean the interesting thing too about the writing process is so much of it is like like the the Bob Ross happy accident yeah you know? <laughs> like, bunch of different accidents on it um, you just like you make some weird wrong turn and then you're like no wait this is awesome this is better than what it was supposed to be um, you know sometimes sometimes it's just the mistakes that make it right um, yeah I uh, I think that. That was what's so cool about the crush is that we keep saying it on so many different levels that this EP wrote itself, yeah. and it's because we tried so many different things, and then we were like, we either went back to the original yeah. idea, or we were like, oh, we just found ourselves here, and we're just like, this yeah. is cool, you know. And that was the scary thing about writing, and also the exciting thing about writing is that we didn't know where any of this was going to end up. Totally. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. You know, the song itself. So, to me, 
I, I feel like I talk a lot about this song to a lot of people, but I don't know if I ever say it really in like a more broad sense. Yeah. But one day I heard Jack Antonoff say that Bruce Springsteen said was uh, <laughs> Jack Antonoff quoting quoted Bruce Springsteen, like yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Michael Scott, yeah, Michael Scott, Wayne Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah, he quoted. He said that um, you sing uh, blues in the verse mm-hmm. and gospel in the chorus. And what he meant by that was that the verse of the songs need to be really personal to yeah. you and really like maybe no one really understands it. It yeah. doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because it's like it means a lot to you. But then the chorus needs to be that every single person in the world who hears it can relate to it. And I kept having this chorus in mind. Like I always talk about how I'm just fuddling around with different melodies and lyrics and all of a sudden it just pops out of my head and uh, it ain't about the money. I just want to live. Just just happened. Yeah. And I had this chorus and I was like, all right, this is really cool. But and it sounds almost commercial and it could be in like a bunch of different car commercials or Allstate commercials or whatever uh, or like a Six Flags commercial but how can I make this a little bit deeper? Mm-hmm. And that is where the verses really come in and I started talking about what was really happening in my life at the time and I had just spoken with my grandma which I call her my nana. So my nana, she, in 2015, we were, um, we were about to hit the road and about to, uh, we were going to tour off of um, Terminal. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, Wanderlust at yeah. the time. And I got a phone call from her. I was the first one to get this phone call that my my papa passed away. And I was like, just, I was broken up. It was just, it was so bad. Um, but we had to go on the road the next day. And then like, literally, we were lucky enough that the tour ended up going through Chicago um, during his funeral. So all of us, all six of us um, played a show and the next day drove to Chicago super early in the morning to go to my uh, papa's funeral and wake. And then we went and played a show that night Mm -hmm. at Reggie's. And it was a super emotional night, blah, blah. I felt like I was able to have a lot of closure at that moment and was able to perform and have those um, situations where like whether or not there's a heaven or hell or whatever the case is that, you know, there's times where I just like, I think about him and I think that maybe he's around. And like, I always think it's so crazy that he was a massive Cubs fan. And one of the big reasons why I'm a Cubs fan is because of him. And he, the literally the year he passes away, the next year they win the world series. And I always joke or talk about how that's all they needed was an angel in the outfield was, was having him out there. And, um, but either way, Maybe even that World Series, the Cubs winning the World Series, was even closure on, on all that stuff to me. Um, but I don't think my grandma, my nana, has had that closure and has had that ability for that. And like, I feel like she has gotten through some really dark times um, because she is always thinking about him or life is so different. They were together over 50 years. Over 50 years. Yeah. That's still, I still have another half of life to go mm-hmm. being with the same person since the day I was born. You know, that's that's how crazy over 50 years is. And then when that person, your love of the life, uh, is gone, mm-hmm. it, you, it's just not, you don't just get over it. Yeah. You know, it's just, and it, it just doesn't just happen that way. So I feel like she has good days and bad days. And sometimes I feel like I'm able to be a little light in her 
her life sometimes when I'm able to go and visit her and call her and, and just talk to her and have these deep conversations or laugh with her or whatever the case is. And what that's what money was I was writing about was seeing my my grandma go through a really, really difficult time and being able to, when I'm with her, try to make her not think about that and have like a really happy time. Yeah. So she's talked about sometimes she says some stuff that you never want to hear your grandparents say, like, oh, you know, like, oh, my time is ending here, or I don't know if I'm going to make it at this point here, or like all these depressing things and all this stuff. And I just like, and I just kind of yell at her. I was like, yo, we got to, we got to get out of this situation. We got to go do some crazy stuff. Let's go do stupid things and whatever. Let's yeah. you know, go rob a bank. Go skydiving. Go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, you know, like, let's just, let's go do like just fun things or whatever the case is. So I'll take her out to dinners. Uh, I'll take her out to uh, the movies or whatever the case is. And I'm not necessarily like, it's not like, oh, I want to be grandson of the year, blah, blah, all this shit. It's just no. like, it breaks me. Yeah. To see someone who is was so powerful in our family and leader of our family and someone who helped raise me mm-hmm. and my brother and my cousin to be in such a fragile state at any moment is so difficult to watch. And it's like, and I'm talking about that in the song, mm-hmm. about how difficult it is to watch it, like how she feels that her house has become a prison and how she feels that uh, it's hard to keep up with these bills and pills. And it's like, what's the point of living? And like, she's basically given up on her religion at times mm-hmm. and how like a rosary, which is something so powerful that we like at my grandfather's funeral had to do the entire rosary prayer with it that it's come down to at this point to her they're just beads to her and how she gave away all of her money to uh, the poor and the priest Mm -hmm. and she doesn't care about money because she's like but then at the same time now she's like super sad about it it's just like and she thinks about his jokes and he's she's took all these roses from his funeral there are still flowers that we have from his funeral like mm-hmm. these are the things that we talk about in the song and it's just me um observing these things and just being like grandma stop like like let's go do something wild and it's like like you keep saying it ain't about the money it's about good times yeah. so let's go out and just have good times um and let's go to Rome. Let's go to Portugal. And like, like, and unfortunately, these are some things that we may not ever be able to do. And she talks about traveling. And she wants to do those things. But at the same time, just her coming to my house for the first time is a big trip. Mm-hmm. Um, just her talking about like wedding things yeah. is a big situation. And unfortunately, it's not as exciting in a song. So we talk about like seeing dolphins and shit. Yeah. But at the same time, that's no, what but, I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, I, I think these are... You know, these have these have always been my favorite lyrics of yours. I think these are your best oh, lyrics. Thank you. And I, I, you know, I, I think everyone, especially in these times we're in now, should really take lyrics like this to heart. You know, it's life is about the experiences you have, not how much things and money that you obtain over time, right? Like that's yeah, that's the thing about being a musician is we're in it for the experience, right? Like. We're not gonna make shit money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But we we do this because it's what we love to do. It's, yeah, and we have fun every second. Like when people, even even just when people talk about going on tour, it's it's you know, sure it's hard sometimes, but like I am happy all the time. Yeah, every day. I mean, I, I know like like even Steve Jobs or you know when one day 
Jeff Bezos passes away, all those mm-hmm. things, they're never going to be like, man, I made all this money. Yeah. I made $150 billion, $127 billion. Yeah. They're going to talk about like the moments of their lives. Yep. And Can't any, take it with you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> any story that I have um, in my life is from music. Yeah. And any and Lindsay and I met because of music. And mm-hmm. and I met you guys because of music. And and it's all these powerful things in my life that I like to talk about is about that. And rarely does it ever come up, well, how much money did you make there? Yeah. I don't really yeah, like yeah. it's just like, wow, you did something really amazing, something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And that's the same thing with with my nana and, and stuff like that. It's like just doing things with her. So people who are listening to this, call your grandparents, call your parents. Yeah. They want to hear from you, talk to them, uh, and just just see how they're doing and live your life yeah you know yeah it's you know it's sort of ironic that this song is called money and then yeah life is called life you know yeah. like this song should be called life if anything yeah, yeah. um but well, you know, it's, yeah um, it's the irony of the song but yeah I've, I've always thought this was this was our most important song yeah you know this was this to me was like the growing up point of marina city yeah. where where we're we're you know not for the kids. Yeah. I mean, we're for the kids, of yeah. course. But you know, uh, we'll still do all ages shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like this was like this was like a real adult song. Yeah, and you know, like musically, lyrically, like yeah. I feel like this this was like our growing up point. You know, and I and I talk about this a lot. A lot of my lyrics are not always so personal to me. It's uh, it's more observation mm-hmm. uh, and other things and stories and stuff like that. And this is the first song that, and it's it's really not even about me either. Mm-hmm. It's about my grandma, but it's I insert myself in there. She's talking to me through it. I, it's like I'm not even the narrator. She's the narrator. Right. Um, the entire song. I'm just in. And so, but it's just something that that's so deep uh, uh, in my family and everything. And and uh, and that's why at first I would. It was really difficult to sing it. Yeah. And and think about it. And she was just in the hospital again. It was like a big scare. And she's good now, whatever the case is. But it was a big scare. And even at that time, I was thinking like, oh, man, I don't know. This this money song is really difficult. But at sometimes it just makes me feel closer to her. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me feel... I remember all these fun times that we've had and these things yeah. that she's taught me and, and stuff like that. And... Um, so yeah, I mean this this song is really personal. And it's just like you said, it's a really important song to to this band and to myself. Yeah, but um, I think it's really interesting on what we are able to, what we think is going to happen uh, in this band, and what ends up happening all mm-hmm. the time. What are what we were planning at the time for money, and where it ended up going. Um, where we were just trying to make an EP, a three-song EP with Up All Night, uh, this song called Feelings, and this song called uh, Dance About Myself. And then he goes, Dino hears money and goes, no, this is the song we have to do. Yep. And then I was like, all right, well, I want to really make it personal. And it just writes itself again. And now we're here today, and it's part of a six-song EP. Mm-hmm. And it became a single, and it's, you know... It's something that a lot of people talk about, and and so it's really interesting to see where the beginning of all this was and where we are today. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's been a long, frustrating process, but uh, I've loved every second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> we've grown yeah. with this EP. Yeah, uh, and that's why we talk about 
this this EP is a snapshot of our lives in the last three years because it's literally documenting documenting everything that has happened yeah. and and our actual growth uh, from writing cravings from being the very beginning to writing a song like money and writing a song like life yeah um, and where those the things and where we're going now yeah it's funny because like like thinking now money and life these last two songs are really not that old. Like we've talked about those other songs being really old, but yeah. money is what like it's not even a year old. Nine months, yeah, like finished or like right. Well, we even saw April twenty six was the first time you even sent me the beat. Yeah, wow, April twenty sixth so, of two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So it's not even a year old, and yeah. life is and, definitely. And today we are March fourteenth to twenty twenty. Yep. So I mean, it still hasn't even been a year, and the song's been out since October. November, yeah. and then it came out with the crush in February. Yeah, so at this point in the in the crush writing process, where we're like, um, just wait until we talk about life. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, anything else with money? I don't think so. Uh, one last thing that I want to talk about is the artwork for money. Oh, okay. So this is something that's so really... that was a trick question. Yes. Just... <laughs> so I gotcha. There's ah, there is one right there. And you know what? This is something that what was really cool is that we met with uh, Benjamin uh, Lieber, who ends up creating the crush um, artwork, but we sent him the song Money, yeah. we sent him um, the lyrics, mm-hmm. and we're just like, you do your thing. Yeah. And he um, decided to come up with like this like really 1970s vibe kind of thing, which I think yeah. was super sick. Very appropriate. Yeah, yeah, because like Strawberry was kind of... Throwbacky. Throwbacky 80s and a little 70s with it too, I yeah. guess. You know, like, yeah, it is 70s. And then this is the other side of the 70s, a little bit more um, rock and roll yeah. kind of yeah, like yeah, Motown, yeah. I guess you want to say. And he was like, let's do 70s. And he comes with this TV idea. And if you look at the TV, you can see there's smoke coming out of the TV mm-hmm. from the money. And you can also see that like the TV's a little broken and it's an old TV. And it's just like, again none of it really matters like yeah. it could be all things don't matter yeah. it's just experiences yeah it's you know? yeah and yeah. I, and and then he like put it on a beach because that's really that's really what the important thing is is like finding moments on a beach or whatever yeah. the case is so the the artwork is really Benjamin Lieber's idea and I was really glad that we were able to just give it to him yeah. and he came up with something really great he always does yeah um, he's he's been a great collaborator it's, uh, it's someone I've always the people that I always like working with are the people that we can just be like here's here's our side of things we want to hear your take on it we trust your vision and yeah. Benjamin is very much yeah. that for us absolutely he gets it right away and we absolutely. love his vision absolutely shout out Benjamin Lieber also, he plays in Head North. He goes to check out Head North. Oh, yes. And he does a bunch of drumming. So, anyways, that is money. Thank you for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the money episode on the Crush Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with myself, Ryan Argas, and my man, the Billy Billy Bing Bong himself, Eric Summersarea. <laughs> This song means a lot to us, and it means a lot that you were listening to us for the last half hour or so. Anyways, if you want to still stay connected, email us at thecrush at marinacityband.com. And always text us. We're always available. We're always talking at 815-406-6209. 
all right and all social media of course at marina city band we got a bunch of cool things going on for you you can always go to marinacityband.com to check out with the new shows and everything else and at thecrush.marinacityband.com to get some new merchandise we're dropping new collections over and over each season so check them out and anyways thank you so much for listening this was the crush